Welcome back to the My Opinion Podcast. I'm your host, Maya Roffler, and today we are having an episode of Motivation with Maya. So it's going to be a solo episode today, and I want to take you back to a previous episode. On episode 111, I know we're in in the 100s, how cool is that, right? On episode 111, I discussed how to be the leader of your life because we talk about it a lot on this podcast, but what does that actually mean? What does it mean to be the leader of your life? And more importantly, for those of you who listen to this podcast and want to understand how to implement this into your own life, how do we actually do it? What does it mean? How do we actually do it? And then we can implement it when we understand that. But I thought there was a third missing component after leaving that episode and then doing some more interviews and bringing more incredible women on the podcast. The third component is, how did I do it? How did I become the leader of my life? And I realized how important this was to share with all of you as an audience because Understanding what it means is important. Understanding how you can do it is important. But how we truly get inspired is listening to someone else's story and understanding what kind of changed for them, happened for them, inspired them, and propelled them forward into this. So I want to take kind of a part two from episode 111 into this and recap what it means to be the leader of your life recap how you can do it. But more importantly, for all of you, I'm constantly asked, how did you do it? And what does it mean to you and XYZ? But how did you do it? So I was missing the how. So let me give that to you as my listeners. So to recap very quickly, my mantra, my saying for this show, one, I talk about my opinion on everything and anything and all my guests that come on the show. I think that's important in giving them that platform as well to share their opinion, especially on the niche or niche, (laughs) whatever you guys know. I'm like, that word is funny to me, but, but whatever their niche or niche is, however you want to say it, allowing them to be opinionated on that. That's my name. That's my brand. It's so important to me, but Everyone that comes on the show has something in common. One, they're a a woman in leadership in some capacity. But more important than any of those other things, I mean, being a leader is very important, but they all share the common bond that they are the leader of their life. And that's why I always ask on the show, you know, what was that moment that changed things for you? When did you feel like you stepped into your leadership? Because I'm so sick and tired of hearing that, you know, I became a leader when I became a vice president or when I became a CEO or fill in the blank. That is saddening and disheartening to me listening to it because it means that we place so much value on obtaining a title. And leadership is not a title. And I talk about that in my episode uh, called Title Leadership. So it all comes together. But the four kind of pillars or four things that are necessary for you to be the leader of your life are actually right in the free guide that I provide for you guys in every single um, show. It's in the it's in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes here. I encourage you to download it. It's how to be the leader of your life. And the four pillars are get to know your values. And we 
talk extensively about this in episode 111 as well as the next three. But I've also done episodes about each one of these components, so I encourage you to go back and listen to that too. So get to know your values. And when you understand your values, you can determine your mission, what it is you're out to do. Individually, it's not for your company you're working for. It's not for your family. It's not for, no, you have to know yourself first. And that's how you become the leader of your life before going diving into these other components of your life. Understanding your purpose is number three. And I like to say purposes because I think especially as women, we have more than one purpose here on this planet. Your sole purpose is not just to be a wife, which being a wife is a huge purpose. Your sole purpose is not just to be the CEO of Microsoft. It's not your sole purpose. It is one of your purposes if that's what you want for yourself. Your sole purpose is not to be a mother. It's not. Well, I'm sure it's very fulfilling. It It's not. That's why I think it's so interesting as well. In my opinion, I think women are very dynamic and we have so many roles that we have. But the difference in all this is understanding, and this is a part of my journey as I'm getting into this, understanding a role and understanding a purpose. Because I think sometimes we think that a role is our purpose and we feel like we need to do these things, especially as women, like be a good wife, be a good mother, be a good worker, be a good leader, be a good provider, be a protector. These are roles. But what is your purpose? Because if your purpose is to be a mother, then you're going to align. If your purpose is to be the CEO or vice president of XYZ company or start your own company, which you you know I'm going to talk about in a couple minutes, that's a purpose. You're not just seeking a, a role. If you're wanting to get married in your lifetime, are you seeking a role or do you feel like that's your purpose? I didn't think I was going to get married. I really didn't. <laughs> After several engagements, I did not think so. And then it was different with my husband. I finally felt like this isn't a role. This isn't an expectation. I want this. I want to be a part of this relationship and go all in because I felt it was a purpose in my life. Like I could make his life better and he could make my life better. And so that's how I like to define it as a little bit of a different mindset or shift. And The last out of these four, so it's get to know your values, determine your mission, understand your purposes. I need to update this guide. (laughs) You guys can download the guide and put an S at the end because they say purposes a lot. But realize your vision. And I put realize your vision last because it's a part of the process. It's a part of the journey of this because as a leader... If you're in a company, you know this, like a large company and you're leading a large team or if you're running your own business or fill in the blank, vision is everything. And to understand your vision, you have to know your values. You have to understand your mission. You have to understand your purposes. Purposes. (laughs) But when you have the vision, it's 
all encompassing of this. And that's why it's so important. But beyond that, it's also important for you individually, because understanding what your true vision for your life is, is going to drive all these other factors for you. What do you really want? What what is your what does it look like for you in a year, five years, 10 years vision? And when you have that vision for yourself in your own life, you can go into whether it's your career, your company, and then you bring that with you, but it's going to it's going to be a little bit different. The vision for your life is not going to be the same as the vision for your company. But when you understand how to do this for yourself, you're so much more powerful being able to go into a company and say, or build your own company and say, this is the vision. This is where we're going. This is why I want to do this. Because you understand your mission or missions in life. You understand your purpose or purposes in life. And you know your values. And if you don't know any of that, you can't create a vision for other people. You, If you don't have a vision for yourself, you can't create a vision for other people. It's not impossible. You could do it. But is it going to work long term? No. That's why we're seeing all these crazy Netflix documentaries come out about people who had a quote unquote vision and it succeeded and it can succeed. But my point is, did they really understand their own personal values, their own personal mission, their purposes? And if they did, did they maybe stray away from that? So that the ultimate vision for the company or the companies they were running didn't really align anymore? Absolutely. Most of you probably are on Netflix and watch these things. That's where things go wrong. If we understand the power within ourselves to know our values, know our mission, know our purposes, and then look at our big vision for ourselves, it's going to align exactly with where we are going. And that's why I'm so big on how to be the leader of your life and why this is so important because I don't know that people took the time to do this and to do this work. And it might sound a little challenging to go through and you can go through my quick little workbook that I have. It's it's very short, but just start to get yourself familiar with that. And even if you are already a business owner or already have quite a large title or a large team, it's great to check in. Check in and see if you're aligning. Because I found watching some of these, I was like, wow, this is so applicable. The Netflix shows, you know, documentaries on other streaming services too. I can see where the leadership within these individuals started to go obviously to the wayside (laughs) but it was interesting because they have families and they had original values and they had original intent which is really your mission and then it just got broken so having such a good foundation within yourself first it's like any relationship right like going into a marriage going into Uh, being a mother, going into being a parent, going into a a workplace, or going into building a company. If you don't really have that instilled in yourself already in this breakdown, this is why I just harp on this so much, things are bound to go wrong at some point. And things are bound to go wrong anyway. So wouldn't you rather 
have such a strong foundation in these areas. I know I would. And that's why it became so important to me to talk about this. It's important to talk about, but it's also imperative to bring up to segue into how I truly became the leader of my life. So how did I become the leader of my life? Well, I'm going to put this out there as well, because in my opinion, when people hear that, they think, oh, you have it all figured out. (laughs) You're killing it. You're crushing the game. You know exactly what you're doing in life. Everything is perfect. That is absolutely false. And that's not what it means to be the leader of your life. So I'll go into how I became the leader of my life. It is absolutely not a secret that I lost my brother to a homicide in November of 2016, which I have an entire podcast talking about that now. And I want to thank all of you who listen to both. And it's the Surviving Siblings podcast. But that was a big moment for me. I was 30 years old. I had actually just gotten told by the company that I was working for, David's, which I talk about quite often, that you know, we're consolidating your positions. This was about two months before my brother was murdered. And I didn't know what that really meant. I didn't understand. And and, uh, I was approached and told, you know, if you want to come to corporate and you want to run like the whole thing, like it's up for grabs, you can do it. Or I could take this package because they were consolidating what we did. And it reminded me a whole lot of what had happened to me years before when I was at Joseph Bank and I was doing everything. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what's going to happen again. I'm going to be doing the job of like five, six people. But I, you know, went through kind of an experience then. And I started to think, I'm like, gosh, should I just go out on my own? Those were the first moments when I started to think this. Where they came from, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. And I decided to take the package because I had gotten a great job offer. And so I started to go go down that path. And then my brother, you know, I lost him to a homicide in uh, November 2016. So two months later, and eventually ended up just quitting the job. A very um, high-powered job that was you know, had had a future, so I thought, and I was a director doing well. I was thirty. I had I owned my own condo, made a great living, was filming a reality show, and although I didn't enjoy that all the time because of the nature of the show, dating. I, I don't know reality shows with dating. Those of you who've been listening for a while, it's it's a whole different ball game. It really is. But regardless, I had checked all these boxes. This is the big part here. I had checked all these boxes thinking, oh, great, high executive power job with a big title uh, by 30, check. Six-figure salary, had had that checked for a while. That was like the goal back, you know, then. Um, Now, I think it's still a goal, but I think we're moving more towards, are you satisfied in your job? Do you have enough to live? And I also think, you know, 
to have millionaire status is is like the thing now but when you're in your 20s it's like do you have a six-figure job I checked that box and then you know checking the box of you know I own a home I have the six-figure job I have the title Ugh, it makes me cringe that I thought the way then like I had to have all these things done the thing I didn't have done and I look at how I talk about it now it's still like oh cringe uh, I, I wasn't married which is why I was doing that show I thought something was wrong with me maybe and then I lose my brother to this homicide and it really flipped my world upside down and I left this huge corporate job and people thought I was kind of crazy kind of nuts but it was the first time I actually put myself first I checked in with my values and I said this isn't worth it for the first time, I was able to do that in like eight years of my corporate career. And I have zero regrets about it. I think that was a moment of stepping in to my leadership, to becoming the leader of my life, because I started to question so many things like, what's my true purpose of, of being here? Or my purpose is, do I really want to get married or be a wife? Do I want to go all in and try to do something to help my brother as much as I can, even though he's not physically here anymore? What is my actual vision for my life? Like, where do I want to be? Like, what do, what do I want my life to look like? All this started to happen for me. And because that's quite overwhelming to go through when you're grieving, I went back to work, I think, a little too quickly. Last day of work was the, what, 31st of December? And Artie was back at work in February. Um, took you know took a little break. Went to Mexico. It's my spiritual place. <laughs> I I highly encourage you. Sidebar: If you are someone like me that needs to disconnect and just be find your spiritual like place or your connection place, like whatever feels good for you, um, with that word, but find your connection place. That was my connection place. And I, I remember feeling my brother with me the whole time, but it's something I talk about on the other podcast. But I I needed to work. I needed to get distracted again. That's how I talk about it now. I needed to get distracted again. That's unhealthy because it's not looking at my values. It's not looking at my mission. It's not looking at what is my true purpose and what is my vision for my life? Nope. Nope. Not what happened. I'm happy I did go back to work at that time I have mixed emotions about it because I think it was too soon but I lived in LA like partially it was like I would stay there for long periods of time because that's the company I was working for and I was creating programs for them like I had done for other companies and it was a serious startup I mean we're in like a warehouse in like the art district of LA warehouse (laughs) but we have desks and it's fun and it was a good time and I think it's exactly what I needed at the time but I started to think this isn't gonna this isn't gonna work and there was some inappropriate behavior that went on there as well on trips and I finally had had it and I quit again this was the first time in my life where I had just been like enough twice within less than a six-month period. This was around April or May-ish. And I launched the podcast, this podcast you're listening to right now with a different 
flair at the time talking about my experience on a dating show and also opening up for the first time and talking about my brother's death and what that was like to be kind of filming and then that happened it was very odd it was a very odd situation that was the first moment I felt like I stepped into being the leader of my life because my values were not aligned with the company I have been working with they weren't I mean, I think that's self-explanatory. I started to, I can't say I knew my mission. I just knew something different. And I started to feel my purpose was to support my brother, to find out what really happened to him, to get the message out there on this platform that I had. It wasn't like a big, big, big platform, but it was enough to make an impact. And it did. And I wasn't really ready to look at my full vision. I just always knew I wanted to be, quote unquote, successful. Well, as time went on, I was going to have to and wanted to dig deeper. What does that mean? What does that mean to be successful? Some people think it is making multi, you know, million dollar deals. Some people think it's waking up every day and being, you know, happy and doing your passion. Some people think it's a mixture of, of all of that. So I really had to define those things for myself. So 2017 was a hard year for me, a hard year, but it was my defining year in how to become the leader of my life. I did some consulting. I worked on my own. I proved to myself that even in the depths of despair and depression, I could do that. Now, I'll tell you in your own journey, your journey might look a little faster than mine, might look a little slower than mine, might look a little different than mine, because it will. No, no two people have the same journey, and it's applicable with becoming the leader of your life. So I went back because I got offers from different companies here and there, even though it didn't stay long, which made me realize, oh, I'm more of a consultant type. That was a beginning realization, but I came in and I started to build programs for these companies and I started to realize this is what I want to do. This is my purpose, creation. Creation is a purpose, one of my purposes. And so that started to propel me forward. I, you know, I met my husband at, at my new job in 2018 and, and I felt like that was, again, a part of me understanding one of my purposes. Oh, I'm meant to be with someone. I'm meant to share life with someone. It So it started to evolve that way. And, and what really pushed me was the second. So to go back, I, when I'm asked, when did I become the leader of my life? Because I'm asked this a lot on other podcasts. I always say 2017 was the first time because I launched a podcast. I held nothing back. I was so open and honest. It was all there. It was raw. And I was also starting to dabble in entrepreneurship. And working as a consultant, building things, launching my own brand softly, but I did it. And so that was the beginning. But the second strong launch and the true launch into me becoming the leader of my life was 2019 slash 2020. Because I was out of a very toxic work environment late 2019 and... I relaunched this exact podcast that you're listening to today with a focus on, of course, my opinion, but a focus on leadership for women. 
and I completely stripped away everything and shared shared everything, especially in the early episodes that are um, solo. I just share my experiences in corporate America. I share everything. Sometimes I don't use specific names because of legal purposes. Everyone understands that, I believe. But I started to share it all. And that, I just felt so aligned. I felt so aligned. And I felt like I was in control of my life. And not in this, you know, when people hear control, they're like, ooh, a controlling person. No, I was taking charge of my life is what I truly mean by that. And I look at the the four pillars that I've laid out now as I've gone through this journey. And I really started to understand my values. And even though I knew my values, to understand them and to act on them are the next steps. And I was acting on them. I was taking no shit from anybody. And I was speaking out. I was sharing my struggles as a woman in corporate America. I was sharing the injustices that happened to me. And I'll continue to do it as much as I can um, from those perspectives, right? Because you do have to be um, kind of aware of certain things, which I still think is a challenge. And I'm up for the challenge. It's a part of my mission. My mission became, based off my values, to give something to women that I wish that I had. When I was 22, naive, going into corporate America, and treated terribly. I have some incredible mentors to this day that I thank God for all the time because they've molded me and built me into this person. But had I not had that, I I can't even imagine. So I thought, I'm going to make this for the Maya that potentially didn't have those, I like to call them my angels, kind of the mother figures that I never had. Um, as most of you know, and I share, I'm getting a little, a little more, um, personal in this episode, but you know, I love my mother. I have a mother, but my mother is not a corporate executive, not, not an entrepreneur, not someone in that way. So finding these mentors, I really felt like they were placed in my life. And when I feel very strongly about this, when you're the leader of your life, when you start to lead, you, get these individuals or when you're open to it you get these individuals in your life that will push you along that path and so you know I opened up I opened up I I I relaunched the podcast didn't know how it would do it's done well thank you to all of you who listen and shared so much of my perspective so much of my story and then that's when I started to invite other women on and the connectivity and the depth of the connectivity was incredible and is incredible still to this day because I'm living in my leadership. I'm living in my leadership. I've learned how to be the leader of my life. It was still evolving though for me and in 2020 is when it really hit because the pandemic hit and I had to make some decisions. I was working for a small boutique company and I had asked myself and told myself and, you know, all of the above for a long time, like, why aren't you just doing these things yourself? It's absolutely nothing against any of the people that I had worked with over the past, you know, from that time, like three years, 2017 to 2020. But I'm like, you're creating someone else's dream. 
you're killing it. You're creating training programs, you're creating event programs. I'm heavy in events. For those of you who don't know, I own more than one company, but one company I own under the My Opinion brand, which is one of my most lucrative companies, is the My Opinion event company. And it, I, I just had this awakening. And most people would have thought I was totally nuts, but I feel like this was the biggest moment for me when I said, I'm done. I'm not going to work here anymore. And it had nothing to do personally with the people I was working with. I think they were great, but I knew I could see success for myself and I had to find success for myself. So that wasn't an an easy transition. I mean, we're in COVID, like literally within like the first month of COVID and I'm going to go out on my own. (laughs) Well, we know how well that went in 2017. I was a hot mess. I was not truly the leader of my life, but it was the first kind of taste and beginning of that. Well, I told myself, I said, if I can get one client on retainer, I'm going to do it. And I'll be damned. I did it. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to take the risk. And I did. And 2020 ended up being one of the best years I had ever had. And it was all on me. And I had just so much appreciation for that. And there's a part of you that instantly goes, well, why the hell didn't I do this earlier? If I could make this through a pandemic, but you can't think like that. That's something I also want to share and make sure that all of you listening understand. Timing is a beautiful thing. And I feel like it, it really does work. And we can't go back and say, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would. I'm very guilty of this. But I now see the trajectory of this because my business in th- three years when I was able to finally go all in, it's blown up. And the reason is not because I'm the most special person in the world or because I did something really super special. No, I work really hard. Not going to lie. I work really, really hard. But I really understood my values. And the people that I had been working with, especially since my brother died because my values were really highlighted, weren't always aligning with my values. And that bothered me. And I share on episode, you know, 111, my values and they weren't aligning and my mission when I really started to think about it I was like I want to create financial freedom I want to create freedom and I also want to create an impact for women and what I mean by that is to give back give back why hold back give back the things that I've learned the things that I'm doing and I also knew that my mission was to help my brother as tough as all of this was, and I felt like these companies I was working for, even contracts, were distractions. So at that point, I understood the mission even deeper. I can't be working for people, with people, whatever it is, that are distractions. I was ready to go all in. I was ready to go all in on myself. I was ready to lean into one of the biggest missions in my life and that is to advocate for my brother and for other surviving siblings. That was huge for me. And when I started to really connect with myself and listen to myself, I think it's a little woo-woo sometimes when people are like, connect and let's meditate. And 
look, I believe in a lot of that stuff and I do it, but the reality is the answers are always within you. Your values, your mission, your purposes, your vision, it's all within you right now. It's all within you. It's a question of, are you going to listen? And that's how I became the leader of my life. I started to listen. It felt icky. The people I was working with felt icky. Again, nothing personal. I think some of them are actually incredible people. Um, it, it felt icky because it wasn't right for me. Listen to that. Pay attention to that. And I think the mystery that a lot of people hide, so you'll go buy their course or download their book or whatever. Download my book because it's only like it's less than 15 pages. It's like 13 pages. It breaks it down really easy for you. And we talk about how to understand your values, mission, purpose, and vision. And it's for you because you have to go within yourself you can go to all these free trainings all day long and I don't think there's anything wrong with them. That's fine. But I went through that during my process. That's why I'm bringing this up. And it got confusing because I kept listening to other people's stories of how they stepped into being the leader of their life. And I thought I was connecting with these stories. The reality was I was connecting with that moment. The key moment that they stepped into the leadership the leader, fill in the blank, but I call it that, being the leader of their life. That's what I was connecting with. I wasn't always connecting with all the other nuances that went with the story. So that's why I simplified it into these four categories. And they're not, they're not, and steps really. And they're not simple, but the answers are within you. They're not at the free workshop. They're not at, you know, the next guide you can buy. They're within you, but I do think that there is something to, you know, having something written down and being able to see it because when you're like, okay, what, what are my values? And you really think about that. What is my mission? Like, what am, what am I trying to accomplish in this lifetime? What are my purposes? Like not roles. What are, what people want me to be? What, what are my purposes? And then your whole vision comes together because of this. So that's why I feel so strongly and why I wrote this because I'm not the biggest ebook fan. Some of them are really great, but it can be inundating and overwhelming to get all of this. But this is this is very simple, but it's very deep work. And I also think it becomes a little woo-woo when people are like, I've, I became this way and they won't really tell you how they did it. Well, I'm telling you right now how I did it. I got one client to say yes to go on retainer and that wasn't that was enough it wasn't a ton of money I knew it was a risk but I thought to myself it's now or never and that client believed in virtual events enough because that was the particular part of that I was doing some other things I was running some other podcasts and those were more like side gigs I needed a main gig but this particular client really believed in virtual events. And here we are in, you know, April of 2020. And I said, yeah, that aligns. That works because you're open. We're aligning. We're connecting. And I knew it was my time to jump. It's like being on the side of a cliff and you're doing a cliff jump, right? Or, or whatever 
you know, if you're a bungee jumper or, you know, you jump out of planes, whatever it is, there's this moment that, you know, it's now or never and you just do it. You just go. And I did it and it was scary as hell, (laughs) but it worked out. It worked out because I put my mind to it and I did it. And so that's why I want to like demystify this whole, you know, all this crap we see online where people are like, oh, just go for it. Go for your dreams. I think that's such a block for so many people because you want to hear the nitty gritty like, okay, cool. But didn't you have a mortgage? Didn't you have, you know, kids to pay for or didn't you have a car payment? Didn't you have fill in the blank? So how, how did you make that work? I just believed, no, it doesn't work like that. Being the leader of your life is going through these four steps. It's understanding your values. It's understanding and identifying your mission. It's understanding your purposes and realizing your full on vision and then taking actionable steps towards those four pillars, those four components. But I'm not telling you to go quit your job tomorrow. You go through an awakening, and when the awakening happens, these things will come as long as you take the steps towards them. And that's why I am hopefully demystifying that for a lot of people because, no, I didn't just go, okay, I'm going to quit my job and just hope something comes along. No, I was awakened. I realized. I said, this is the time. I'm an entrepreneur. I know I want to build a business. And that first person to say yes, that gave me just enough money to cover the bills I needed to pay to continue to move forward, even though I had some side hustles going on too, I went for it. That was my moment. That was my time. And that's what I like to mentor and give to people is tangible stories, real things that happened. And so that's really the moment I became the complete true leader of my life. And now I have a third time which is an update because not only did I build an event business I have a tech startup and that helps you match with potential co-hosts for podcasting it's something we're still in beta but if you want to check it out find a co-host.com go check it out on me vip 100 is your code you want to use but not only that, I didn't just do that. I rebranded this podcast. I'm giving you the leadership information that I wish that I had. And then I decided in, you know, late, 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 late last year, so 2021, that I wanted to lean into this big mission. The big mission that I talked about earlier about helping and giving back. And helping my brother and honoring him and doing what I can. And I really just, I, I, I believe having myself open to this changed my life. But I was so terrified, once again, to, to do this. <laughs> it was like when I went out on my own for my event company. I was terrified to do this because I knew if I created the Surviving Siblings podcast, it's another podcast I'm going to do, which is cool. That's okay. But beyond that, we're not talking about leadership. We're not talking about, um, well, I think you are when you own things but and really care about them. But, you know, I was already sharing some scary stories, details, being very raw on this podcast. Now I was going to talk about personal stuff to vindicate my brother, 
to bring awareness to the situation. And equally, if not more important than anything else, help people like myself out there that did not have a resource where I shared everything. So when I launched it in March of this 2022, that was, I feel like there's been like three steps and like now I'm on this like pillar a little bit. And those were kind of the three steps to becoming the leader of my life because I feel so aligned to my values. Honesty is a huge value. I'll give you a little teaser. You can go back and listen to episode 111. But honesty is huge for me. And being able to open up and tell the story of my brother completely and honestly and open. The release from my heart and within within myself was just getting choked up (laughs) talking about it. It's indescribable. And that's what happens when you align and you're doing things that align with your values. And there's no question that it's a mission of mine. There's no question that this is a mission in in my life and, and I was meant to do to help others. To lessen the burden as much as I can for them to feel like when they feel alone. And... I mean, do we even need to ask if it was a purpose and a vision for myself? I then started to build a vision around this and realized that I wanted this to be bigger. I didn't want to just share the story. I wanted to to go further. And I'm going to tell you this, guys. When I put that vision in my head following these steps, we got signed for a season two. We have incredible sponsors which I I can't even believe happened within, you know, a a month, two months after the show. And we're just getting started. My event business is booming. It is growing, growing, growing. This podcast is extremely successful. Thanks to all of you. I think you follow and see that we've hit, you know, not the top 100, not the top 50, but the top 10 multiple times and even hit number one in business management and also indie uh, business and management. So it's just huge. It's really huge. And the reason I attest this, I can attest this success to where I can talk about that is because I took control of my life. And I also let go of the things that I know I can't control. But when I have a clear vision for what I want, which I know exactly what I want, I want to help women. I want to inspire women. I want you to know that you can be the leader of your life right now. Whether you're listening to this and you are in college and you're like, what are you talking about? No, you're a leader. Every single person is a leader. Or if you're someone who's like really far along in their career and you're like, I don't know if I ever want to manage people. It doesn't matter. You're a leader. What it means to be a leader is to understand your values, to understand what your mission is in this life, your overarching mission. Know those purposes. If you're happy as a stay-at-home mom and that's your purpose, that's huge. You understand that about yourself. But ultimately, then taking this all up and wrapping it into a vision. Where do you see your life going? Now, you know, We make plans and God laughs or, you know, universe, whatever you believe in. And it doesn't always work out that way. But as long as we have a vision, we're able to clearly move forward. 
every time I've had a vision for something, does it always work out the way I thought? No, because you know what happens? It works out even better. When I had a vision for creating the other podcast, I just had a vision for it. I knew I wanted to share my story and I didn't know what would be next. I didn't know we'd have sponsors. I didn't know we'd have all this support. But I I knew the vision for what I wanted to do. I didn't know (laughs) back in 2019 when I started the trademarking process of my opinion, the relaunching of this podcast, creating my own event company. I didn't know that we would have, you know, three different entities and now a tech startup under the my opinion name. But I had clear vision that this is what I wanted to go all in on. And so I hope me sharing the vulnerability of my story in, you know, this short amount of time is helpful for you. And you understand why these four components are so important and so important to dive in and understand yourself. Because understanding yourself that it's the longest relationship you're ever going to have. You're born with yourself and we're going to go to the other side with ourselves. And regardless of what you believe in, that's a very long, <laughs> long journey. Maybe longer for those of you who believe in, you know, an afterlife. And I think the relationship you have with yourself is just so, so important. And that's truly what makes you the leader of your life is taking these pillars, taking this foundation and understanding yourself and building that relationship with yourself.